Oh, no. Welcome to episode 21 of the MLS Netboy Show. We're five seconds in and Chase has already had an accident. Oh, no. Dude, that was the first time I've ever had one, like, overflow on me like that. I got that. <laughs> got that just all over my thigh. I don't think I got any on your floor, but I definitely got a. I may have got a drop or two, and there's some on the table here as well. But it's all right. We'll shampoo these when we leave anyway. <laughs> Pull everything out of this room and shampoo it right <laughs> now. Um, my name's Jacob. This is Chase alongside me. As I said, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Other than that slight mishap, I've had a pretty pretty solid day. Did uh some at home PT as I was telling you about earlier, but. Pretty solid day. What and about you? Good day for me. I was at church, worked, um, had a garage sale. My parents were doing it, so I put a bunch of stuff there. I let go some some good soccer stuff. Ooh. I gave away a, a AC Milan Ibrahimovic kit. Oh, um, dude, you didn't tell me you were selling that bad boy. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, a little kid wanted it really bad, but his parents didn't want him to to have it so i i gave him a deal i had a 2010 um wesley snyder netherlands kit i remember that kit there's been many a kick arounds that you've worn that too yep i had some timbers sweats i had some more soccer sweats i had a valeri timbers 2015 so dang man is this like a i was we were talking about this recently with our friend noah moving out but Last last time he moved in, when him and his wife got together, and they they found a place together. I remember we helped him move, and he had to get rid of a bunch of like his, like, kind of I don't even know what you'd call it, like memorabilia, like <laughs> the guy stuff, the guy stuff that you kind of have to compromise on when you move in with your wife. Was that was that a, a matter of all this football stuff leaving was no that factor into it, or was this you were just kind of ready to move on? It's the opposite. I make her get rid of all of her stuff. <laughs> Um, all, everything I own, you can see in this room, is right around us, honestly, except for the PlayStation in the living room. That's true. There's a lot of soccer stuff in here and Star Wars stuff as well. I just had a an abundance of kit. I always go on Black Friday and I get like kits for like fifteen bucks, and so eventually I got to phase some out. And then all Emma's family know I'm into soccer now, so like every Christmas I'll get like four different jerseys along with the ones I get. So. I only wear like ten percent of them anyway. I wear some to Tim. I wear my Timbers jersey to Timbers game. I wear my U.S. jersey when the U.S. plays, and Dude, that's about it. So you're telling me you sold those instead of signing them and sending them out to one of our fans in a raffle giveaway? Next time, <laughs> it's gonna be like my mom. <laughs> I could be the only one that signs up for. It. I'm a men's small as well, so <laughs> got to be a very specific market for those. I got my first medium jersey I've ever gotten, actually, about a week ago. So, man's leveling up. He's been married for a year, and he's it's all the baked goods that actually <laughs> she's gonna bring some in. Oh, she's got yes. some chocolate brownie cake coming out. Ooh. So, anyway, <laughs> I guess some soccer happened. Yeah, this straight weekend. into the straight into the soccer. Um, should we go over our match predictions from the midweek first, <laughs> since that was just a, kind of a fail of a week? Honestly. Absolute. Bummer. We picked the worst three games to predict. I guess the El Trafico game was was pretty exciting. Yeah, shout out to our buddy Ryan who was actually at this game. The El Trafico that was postponed from was it opening weekend. It was going to be at the yeah. Rose Bowl. 
They made it a 4th of July game. Um, the game ended up a 2-1 LA Galaxy win. Um, so neither of us got this right. Me and you both predicted LAFC winning. So, Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like LAFC just... I mean, they they showed up for the game like physically, but <laughs> they did not like seem like they played well at all. No. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of memes of people like, like if found, can you return? And it's just like a picture of Dennis Buwanga. It's like last scene <laughs> and the uh, like CONCACAF Champions League final. Yeah, I think he's only scored once in the last set. I guess he scored on this Saturday, actually. But before this Saturday game, he'd only scored one in seven or something like that. Which is crazy because he was on track to be like the like MVP. And then all of a sudden, he just decided he's not nearly as good as Hani Mukhtar. So. Yeah, LAFC, I mean, everything about him's kind of come to a crashing halt. Um, yeah, a couple more 4th of July and then a Wednesday game. We won't go over too much. Another one was Orlando beating Toronto 4-0. This was another prediction game for us. Jeez. I said 3-1 Tor- or Orlando win. You said 1-0 Toronto win. So I got the result right because Orlando won 4-0. Um, Toronto sucks. <laughs> Toronto does suck. I don't even know where you go from here. Um, Red card as well for Bernadeski. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there has been interest um, for Insigne from Saudi Arabia, which, I mean, if you're Toronto, do you take that and, like, just to offload him and kind of just blow up the whole project and start over? Season's basically lost at this point anyways. No chance they're going to be getting any sort of silverware. So, I don't know. If I was Toronto, I'd take the deal. What about you? It's tough to say, honestly. Considering you manage Toronto <laughs> and your FM save. I'm in literally the exact same predicament online on Football Manager. And my team's been hot garbage, but I was like, okay. Insigne and Bernadeschi are eating up like 70% of my payroll right now. They're not doing great, but I'm going to give them to the end of the year and see if they actually decide they want to play on this team. And ever since I did that, like, I kind of tweaked their styles a bit. They've been turning up. So, you know they both have it in them. They just won the Euros, like, two years ago. They do, but it's just a matter of if they even care. Like, it's, I mean, they're going to get paid regardless. I mean, all they got to do is show up to training. They don't necessarily have to win games to get paid. They don't, I mean, they could vape on planes, and then they could still be getting paid. Like, they'll take a fine. Yeah, it seems hefty for us, like, peasants. But for a guy like Bernadeschi, like that fine that he got hit with for vaping on a plane was nothing to him. Exactly. It's a, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I think if Toronto gets a higher bid than what they paid for him, which they probably will because it's Saudi, I, I think it's not a bad move to let him go. Also, you got to think where else in the world would pick up Insigne for the amount of money he wants to get paid. I mean, there's no top flight, like no top five league wants to pick him up. Maybe like a second division team in Italy or like a lower level like Serie A team, but nobody is going to be able to afford him. Maybe like, I don't think anybody in the Prem would even look at him actually. So there's nowhere else he really like realistically could go. I think he could move a lot of places, just not for the the pay and the the kind of like he's a he's supposedly a star in Toronto, but he hasn't fit the bill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just. He's been a flop in my book as, as far as a European star coming to MLS. Definitely. A um, couple more games we won't go too into detail about because they were midweek. Uh, Miami-Columbus, 2-2 draw. Um, 
Dallas hosted DC United and DC United won one nil on the road. Um, and then Charlotte and NYCFC had a one, one draw, but moving on to the weekend games, the Dude, main, you're going to skip over Colorado and Portland's thrilling nil, nil <laughs> one half game that got postponed. I don't even want to talk about it. I will say I, I was really bummed about that because it was 4th of July. I was at my girlfriend's house with her family. We're in the backyard. <laughs> Jacob takes a giant swig of chocolate milk out of the carton. Dutch style chocolate but milk. <laughs> we, were, we were watching the game. They had brought a TV out into the yard, and there's just people all around their neighborhood lighting off fireworks. So we're able to watch fireworks while also just watching the Timbers play against Colorado, which I was hoping would be a good game. Just stupidly boring, stupidly boring game, and then just gets postponed, and we're sitting around waiting for any sort of news, and then finally it's like, yeah, this game's not going to continue. No way. I'm going to have nightmares of that stupid, this match is waiting for a weather delay with the stupid music in the background. Yeah, that music. <laughs> the same fans waving their flag back and forth. That's funny you say that because like we had it playing, and then uh, my girlfriend's brother is like, I like this music. It's like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's oh, like the... Oh, like the, the, guy, the crowd like, gets into it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of catchy, but not for like same. I had a similar story. I was at my parents for barbecue for Fourth of July. We we're gonna watch the game before we went out for some fireworks, and then yeah, two hours later the game starts. Like literally, like five minutes before we we had to head out, so yeah. that sucked. Um. Anyways, that's the midweek. Let's move <laughs> on to the weekend games. Charlotte hosting Cincinnati. A 2-2 draw. Charlotte, though, was up 2-0 within 25 minutes. Two outside-of-the-boot flicks from um, from Carol Swiderski. You got to bring it up, Chase. I showed you the clip right before this, but the second goal for Swiderski, the commentator, I don't know his name, but he just turned into Mickey Mouse. The guy just got super hyped, and his voice got really high pitch. And I thought it was going to be like just a crack in his voice, but it stayed that way the whole entire time Swiderski was like celebrating. He just still had the same high-pitched voice. But good on him for some, showing some emotion. But Cincinnati coming back, clawing out a, a draw. That's what you do when you're shield contenders. You have to grind out results like that. That's right. <clears throat> and next up, Columbus hosting NYCFC. This is a weird game. So, Cucho Hernandez gets a red in the 68th. Um, their coach also um, gets a red card. And I think somebody else on the coaching staff, Columbus's um, – man, I can't think of the coach's name. What's his name again? Wilfred Nancy. Yeah, Wilfred Nancy also gets a red card. I think for, like, barely stepping on the field or something weird like that. Um, New York City goes up. Justin Hack scores in the 75th. Columbus ties it at the death. And a point apiece. Yeah, I mean, solid, solid game overall. NYCFC doing their thing, thinking they're going to get a result, but Wilfred Nancy's team is just, I think, kind of a sleeper build for the, the MLS Cup this year. This team grinds out results, and they're really fun to watch. Is that because you manage Columbus Crew in our FM? Well, I mean, they're more fun to watch in my FM save than they are in real life. So, <laughs> and that's saying something because Columbus is one of the, the Dude, better. When my boys get cooking and they start pinging one touch passes around, you just ask Ryan. He's he's seen it firsthand. You've seen it firsthand. I have because <laughs> every time I play Chase and FM, it's always <laughs> mysterious. My center backs go down with food poisoning the night before the game. 
Somebody tweaks an ankle in practice right before the match against Chase. And then for whatever reason, my team will just be just absolute terrible, just terrible for the first 60 minutes. And then you'll see like a highlight that lasts like two minutes where my team just passes the ball around like one touch all the way around the field. And then they just score a banger. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, moving on to real soccer again. DC United hosting Inter Miami, a two-two draw. DC Taxi Fountas's goal in this game was like a nice, a nice finish, nice little back heel, like lay, and then a layoff for Taxi Fountas, just solid, whipped like far post. Good goal, good goal. Um, two back to back two-two draws for Miami. This one was better because it was on the road, um, but. Also, yeah, Miami, two of their youth prospects scoring. I thought it was like Benjamin Kermashki. I don't know how to say his name correctly, but it was his first goal. And then Noah Allen also scoring. So two youth prospects coming through. Yeah. Two guys that might be giving Messi a run for his money <laughs> once he gets here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say both those guys, um, their uh, first goals for the club. So awesome to see. Next up, Montreal hosting Atlanta, and Atlanta with a 1-0 win on the road. Brooks Lennon gets the goal. Going to be honest, I don't don't know too much about this game. <laughs> Did not watch very much about it. Atlanta, to me, has just lost all allure this season. I don't know what happened to them. And then, you know, just same thing for Montreal. Montreal has just been a sad scene this year. Which, is, which they've been better in recent weeks, but I agree because like going to last year their crowd atmosphere i always admired it just it has a european feel which is kind of cool to see in mls and yeah when they had wilford nance and had all those players last year mihailovic um it was just fun to watch and this year it's not i don't really have a desire to tune into montreal honestly <laughs> yeah i i completely agree um next up new york red bulls uh, beating New England at home, uh, two one win over the Revs, and yeah, two big wins uh, at home in back to back weeks against Eastern Conference teams, uh, kind of around them. So, yeah, it's solid, solid for New York. I I'm trying to remember. I always space the coach that took over his name um, for the Red Bulls. Yeah, I can't remember his Is name. It Troy Lassane. Troy Lassane. Good results for him. This guy. Had, Came in, had like a good bump, and then they hit a little bit of a down period. But um, you see the controversy of like the 93rd minute equalizer that was waved off sides or something. So for, for <laughs> no, New but England. I bet Bruce Arena was fuming. This oh, has yeah. happened to him. <laughs> He's been gypped out of so many results this year. Man's so old. He was probably coaching soccer before they were even like recording it with cameras. So seeing VAR be in, like introduced to it is just completely foreign to him. Fun Bruce Arena fact. Did you know There's so many of those? <laughs> <laughs> he really is like the most interesting man um, in the world. Did you know he coached lacrosse? Actually, actually, yeah, I heard that like very like randomly once. Yeah, because um, he played col- lacrosse and soccer in college, and I think they needed a coach, and he started as a lacrosse coach. But then a soccer like position opened up, and then he led us to not make the 2017, 2018 World Cup. Maybe he'll uh, retire and coach lacrosse at, like, the collegiate level again. That would be kind of interesting. Um, But, yeah, New York, they were dead last in the East. Now tied on points for the ninth spot um, with 26 points with Montreal. 
grinding for the playoffs. That's all you got to do, man. You just got to grind to that ninth place spot, and you could end up the champion. Love it, sort of. Um, next up, we got Toronto hosting St. Louis. St. Louis with a 1-0 win on the road at Toronto. Toronto keeps getting piled on. and So bad. I mean, what else can you say? St. Louis, though, top spot in the West, and now they even have the best points per game. So before, like LAFC, for example, was caught up with them, and you could kind of argue, you know, they're in a bad run of form. But now St. Louis has the best points per game, actually, in the league, the second best um, behind Cincinnati. So kind of quietly now, too. I feel like the allure and the hype the is... Hype went down i think people stopped paying attention to st louis fans because they were really annoying so everybody kind of decided to like quiet down which i say that having gone to st louis and like met like quite a few nice people there and like my girlfriend's like family lives there as well but there was like some annoying guys there that were just like timbers beat them and they just still like the, the league underestimates us like dude you were in first place when we beat you like all mls media is just raving about you like yeah. shut up and I think it's kind of cool. Like, they just fit into the league so well. Like, stadium fans, like, their fans are already, like, barking at other people. Like, it, what a great addition. Yeah, definitely the definitely a good pick for MLS to bring them into the league because they, they've just slotted right in. Solid fan base. I think they'll be strong for years to come. Um, And, you know, it's almost like if you were to do, like, a... <laughs> trying to think of it in, like, terms of, like, you ever watch like WWE, like a Royal Rumble? Like if you were to throw a team out to like introduce a new one, I, who would you throw out if you were to like bring in St. Louis? Like That's keep the a... keep the numbers down in MLS. If oh, you were to man. throw one team out of the league so that you could have brought St. Louis in, who would it be? It's tough because, oh man, I want to throw out one of the. Just nothing. One of, one of the teams that one of the cities that have two teams, right? And all those like New York or LA, those cities can suffice two teams, but it's tough because there's so many other markets in America. So because we're, we're such a big country that could suffice, you know, more places. Ohio of all states has two teams, which is I mean, then they're both supported. They're very both well, well supported, yeah. Man. Surprising you're not just saying Seattle, just off the top here. Oh, I hate Seattle, but I mean they're they deserve their spot in the league for yeah. sure. I can, oh man, Colorado on them kind of has to be the the logical like. I would say Colorado, or another one would be Minnesota. Minnesota is a big just like nothing team for me. Really, I don't like Adrian Heath. I think he's overrated. I think he sucks. And like, when have they really actually pushed for anything other than just being like, oh, we're in the playoffs? There's two runs I can think of, but both of them were pretty... One of them was a real choke job. It was the COVID 2020 season. They were up 2-0 in the like Western Conference Finals, so the game to make it to the MLS Cup Championship. They are up 2-0 on the road at Seattle, playing in the empty COVID stadium. And it, I think it was like the 76th minute, they conceded three goals to lose that game in about 14 minutes. I remember that. Would have taken him to MLS Cup, and I was pissed when that I was watching <laughs> that game because I did not want Seattle to make it to another cup. 
because this was coming off the year they just won it. And then I think that previous year they made it to the Open Cup final and lost to Atlanta. So I don't know. That's like I, their two biggest moments. I'm not the biggest fan of Minnesota and what they've done. I mean, Colorado at least, unique location. Got some history. Cool stadium, good history. They've produced some youth prospects that have gone abroad. But, yeah, I don't know. That was a that was a dangerous question, right? Yeah, there. that was one that we could have gone into for a bit longer. That would be a fun one to like in a future episode. Which, go down the list of like the original teams, and then just each like expansion team. Who would you knock off, or would you just not introduce the expansion team? But that's another episode. We're still talking about scores here. Great. <laughs> um, Chicago Fire hosting Nashville. Chicago with a one nil win against Nashville. So. That's a big win for Chicago. I mean, there's every time I say this, I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. They're 11th place in the in the East. But same with New York, tied on points. There's, let's see. <laughs> this is funny. New York City, Charlotte, Chicago, New York Red Bulls, and Montreal, all of 26 points. That spots 9 through 13. That's crazy. And then Toronto below them on 19 points. So those... those Five teams are sitting pretty right now. I mean, not not necessarily like an insurmountable amount of points, but they're sitting pretty right now. But still, yeah, just kind of crazy how competitive the Eastern Conference is this year. It's going to be an interesting uh, race at the end of the year. Big one for Chicago. Um, moving on, though, Houston Dynamo hosting Sporting Kansas City. And this was a 2-2 draw. Alan Polito brace. Did you see that? Uh, Dude, this was the game of the back heels. The did back, you see yeah. The Alan. So Alan Polito scored a goal that was a back heel assist, and then there was the Houston that just looked like prime Arsenal, like Arsene Wenger ball, just like pinging it around, like back heel nutmeg through the defender <laughs> to Hector Herrera, who runs onto it and then squares it to um, Ibrahim, who just slots it away, which. I loved the goal, but I would love like I would have loved to see him just dribbling into the net because all of Sporting KC's backline had given up. The keeper was just stranded. I love the like the disrespect of just like dribbling into the net. Which honestly, do you remember when these two were like kind of like rivals? Like back in like 2012 when Houston was in the, Houston and Kansas City were both in the East because the conferences were weird, and these guys had a lot of big playoff games against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kansas City, you expect to be a good-looking team, but Houston Dynamo with Ben Olsen at the hem, he's got these boys playing. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, Houston just all of a sudden turning up and like actually playing some games. Um, moving on, we got... Minnesota United... Versus Austin FC at Allianz Field. You know whose debut was today or during this game? Who's that? Timo Puki. Oh, and look at that. Hey. They lost 4-1 because Timo Puki is a trash signing for MLS, dude. <laughs> Why would you go out and get a guy who just looks... I mean, yeah, he, he was good in the championship three years ago. Um, Good for you guys. I st- I hate that signing. You know what I think really upsets me is like I listen to like the MLS Extra Time podcast and there's that Kaylin Kyle, um, like that commentator is on there who her like father in law is Adrian Heath and she just sucks up to Minnesota United so much and like talks to like, 
as if they're this great powerhouse in the league and like Timo Pukki's this amazing signing. I was like, dude, that guy sucks. He's not he's not that good. He's not going to revolutionize Minnesota United. But you already know like as soon as he scores a goal, MLS is going to be like all over it on like Instagram just talking as if it's like look at this amazing goal and it's going to be some stupid tap in. And yeah, I agree, but let's I want to focus on Austin because Austin quietly <laughs> Chase is going to get carried away if we just slander Minnesota this whole time. But Austin, you know, they had that terrible start. They lost that Haitian team in the Champions League. They're in fifth place right now. Some big win big win at Minnesota, which is not the easiest place to play. They needed that. They needed a big pick me up. They didn't you know, and that came in the form of just like grinding out results, not signing a, uh, a, oh, you know, an old Finnish striker who's past it. <laughs> Jacob tried to like hide his sneeze, his cord pulled his water bottle at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just already going like I'm going back to just talking crap about Minnesota. But another signing they made just today, actually, I believe. Uh, Ismail Tajori Shradi, the former New I York saw City rumors guy, of that, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Officially went through today. There's a bunch of transfer that that's happened since the windows open up. We'll cover that right after this. But yeah, huge win for Austin back in the playoff spot. I know a lot of people picked them, kind of placing around the same place they did last year. You know, but moving on, Colorado hosting FC Dallas. Colorado with a big win at home against Dallas, a 2-1 win. I may be mistaken, but I want to say this is Colorado's. Yeah, this is their first win at home. <laughs> Took until is, July. <laughs> that is sad. Still that is in so last sad. place for Colorado. But, yeah, big win over Dallas, who Dallas just beat LAFC. That just shows this. that's what this league's about, man. Yeah, true. But, I mean, Dallas is also just missing some key players jesus ferrer especially you're but, you're right but i mean they beat lafc without him true the robin That's, fraser game plan was just elite <laughs> i don't know i fully expect colorado to be challenging for the wooden spoon this year unfortunately i think they are i believe they're officially the worst team in the league so yeah i think they they're on 17 points after seven, 23 games yeah worst points worst points per game average so only up, literally only up for Chicago. And that was with me in Colorado. For Colorado. Just <laughs> two terrible teams that start with C. <laughs> uh, I hate how those two can be just associated like that. <laughs> I would be I would be upset if I was <laughs> a fan of either of those teams. Um, LA Galaxy at home playing Philadelphia Union. LA Galaxy with a 3-1 win. Two big wins at home over two good teams. Philly and LAFC, three points for the Galaxy. And I think what's really central to this is like Ricky Puge just finally scoring some goals. Puge, Puge, however you say his name. Man is just kind of carrying this team on his back. But good for them. They're still not defensively solid. They're still conceding goals. But I think they've kind of realized like in order to win games, they're not going to be able to like shut teams out. They just have to go out and outscore teams, which... Hey, it works for him. Like these past two weeks, it's worked for him. Yeah. Um, next up, LAFC hosting San Jose Earthquakes. 
Shout out to our buddy Ryan, who is also <laughs> he's slowly morphing into an LAFC fan. He was at this game as well. You know what's funny is when he first moved here, he was because he used to live in Washington. He was a Sounders fan. Then he moved to Oregon, became a Timbers fan. Now he's in California and he is trying to decide between LAFC and LA Galaxy. So man's just a true plastic fan in MLS. Just, <laughs> Just migrating down the West Coast. He's gonna take a. He's gonna hear this when he's doing his exercise bike <laughs> riding. Remember, because that's when he listens to yeah, us. Yeah, we'll get a we'll get a quick text from him. Um, this was an interesting game, kind of. Uh, Buanga scored a PK, so he remembered how to score finally again. Um, but San Jose's <laughs> goalkeeper Daniel got a red card in the 56th minute for like a long ball came and he rushed out of the box and got the ball away. And it looked kind of like he headed it on TV, but he actually used his arm outside of the box. And ref claimed it was intentional. Um, but disappointing for LAFC. They can't take down uh, 10 men San Jose at home. San Jose is a good squad, man. You can't just you can't just go in thinking you're going to be able to handle these guys even when they're a man down. So good on San Jose. Screw LAFC. And unfortunately, Vancouver Whitecaps hosted Seattle Sounders. Seattle won 3-2. to two. They came back. Um, they got a late winner from Yamar, the center back. Um, but this was the Leo Chu show. He had two goals, and he had the cross for the game winner for Yamar. Kind of crazy Seattle's in second place, and they've just been just really – it's been really quiet about them. Usually you would just see, like, the whole, like, league just kind of fawning over them and – talking about them a lot but i haven't heard anything about seattle they're just kind of quietly putting together performances right now they had that really good start to the year like dominant looking and then it was that portland game which made them like fall off of a cliff for like two months or so and now they're to do yeah now they're (laughs) finding their form again and just yeah picking up points their second place looking good when do they play portland next September 2nd, I want to say. You're right. They have about five more games to keep collecting points before <laughs> before Timbers knock them down a peg. Um, watch. We're going we're gonna to go up to the we're game or something. 6-0. It's actually going to happen one of these times. We always joke about it, but, um, but that's the week. There's one more game you skipped, actually, and this was an exciting one. Real Salt Lake beating Orlando 4-0. Oh, man. Chicho Arango's first game back in MLS scored in the 23rd minute and really just a true statement for RSL that they're, you know, they're here and they're true contenders for like a top half finish. Yeah, I really wish we signed this guy, Portland. Um, I mean, yeah. You don't like Frank Boley, Nias Goda, Felipe Mora, and Nathan Fagasa all as part-time players for our striker position. <laughs> um <laughs> We have four guys that can't even put up the output of one dude. Bowley's been Bowley's been good, but Chicho Arango would probably blow those four guys out of the water. I mean, if he's playing Geo Ball, we you never know. But <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, we didn't even get to talk about Geo out because Timbers didn't get a full game this week. <laughs> pretty representative of <laughs> just the club in general. Yeah, hey, we'll talk about Geo out next week when we lose again and have some player decide he doesn't want to play for us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to go over some transfers that have happened since the windows opened just real quick. All right. Um, Hit me with it. 
I'll give you my quick. I I don't know. I've kept up with some of them, but I'll just give you my quick hot takes on it. Um, this was a a couple weeks ago, but I'm gonna get caught up. Uh, Minnesota United transfers Luis Amaria, the striker. Remember when they signed him? He said he scored like 25 goals a season or something like that. <laughs> they transferred him to Mazatlan in Liga and, MX, the yeah. same club Ake Lobo went to, actually. Um. New England, I forgot. We didn't talk about this. They bought out Josie Altidore's contract. So he's yeah. a... They didn't want any wasted space on that bench, dude. Get rid of that loser. <laughs> Some other ones. Scott Arfield, Canadian International at Rangers, <laughs> signed for Charlotte. They love a random British... <laughs> That's such a Seven. weird, obscure signing. I bring that up because Ryan, our, our friend, he's a huge Celtic fan, and they just signed their Rangers... And he's also Charlotte. managing Charlotte in our FM save. Yeah. Um, Timo Pukki signed for Minnesota United. Boo. Um, Chicago Fire got this designated player, Usman Dumbia, and he was a he was a midfielder. He's Swiss, I believe, and he's like 26, and he's barely even played in the top division in, like, Switzerland and so a lot of their fans are like what are we doing this is Chicago like a big city we should be able to sign some some names I'm looking this guy's stats up right now um RSL got another Colombian midfielder Nelson Palacio the Timbers finally signed a center back Miguel Araujo from FCM and in the air divisi you see we're linked with another guy actually keep going and I'll I'll tell you who we're linked with because I just saw it the most famous uh yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to that one. Um, um, <laughs> Colorado. This was a funny one for me. Colorado signs <laughs> a player from their second division team, their MLS Next Pro team, immediately loaned him out to Costa Rica, <laughs> uh, which I thought was just funny. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Um, but a, a big move for them actually that just happened. They got Andrew Gutman from Atlanta United, Colorado, officially signed. They also are signing a number nine from Palmeiras in Brazil. Um, the Revs, New England, signed Ian Harks, former DC midfielder who is kicking it in Scotland. Um, LAFC sent Opoku, Quadro Opoku, to Montreal. That's a huge signing for Montreal. Definitely. Um, Atlanta United signs Tristan Muyumba from the French League. Felipe Gutierrez, the former sporting Kansas City Chilean center mid. Um, he played for them like three years ago, came back. And I saw this meme where it's like Peter Vermees just signs these players who like, there's like these veteran role players that who played for him like four years ago. And then he'll just re-sign them. He did it with Kyrie Shelton. I want to see Taxi Fontas, um, Uri Russell. They just love signing former players. Um, Skier players. LAFC gets Mamadou Fall. Remember that giant center back they had? They loaned him to Villarreal. He, he came back? He he came back. He made a few appearances for the first team. Um, and then the Red Bulls transferred Christian Castres Jr. to Toulouse in the top flight in France. Solid signings all around. What's the what's the one signing that just happened that you think will be the biggest signing mid season right now? Honestly, 
we were just talking about RSL and they've hit on some of these random signings. Um, I think this Colombian midfielder, Nelson Palacio, the, the Anderson Julia has been good for them. They just got Chicha Arango. Um, Jefferson Savarino's there. They have some other Colombian winger they signed uh, before this season started. He scored a screamer against the Timbers in the Open Cup. And they're just... <laughs> yeah, I watch Open Cup. And they're just building just their team the lose. with these good players, but then they're like... They're building a solid spine and core, and these players are all like not that old. They're like 25 or something, so... I agree. I think Chicho Arango is going to be, for me, I think the biggest signing. I think um, RSL is going to have a huge turnaround. Other than that, I would say the Mahalo Apoku signing for Montreal is going to be huge. Maybe not this year, but next year, I think it'll it'll be big for them. Montreal kind of loves getting these like these guys who on on the teams they're on they're signing them from. They're not really like the main guy. But then Montreal just turns them into like these contributors, like they did with Mihailovic, Mason Toy from Minnesota. Um, they, Bryce Duke is contributing already for from Inter Miami. But yeah, did you? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about it really briefly before we dive into the next thing. But a little bit of Timbers news: Santiago Moreno hands in a transfer request amidst some controversy. You know, in the Timbers, Timbers are in bad form. Gio uh, decides to bench Moreno. Moreno hands in a transfer request. What? Uh, I have my thoughts on it, but I want to hear your thoughts real quick. Rough week for Portland sports fans. First Dame requests the trade out. <laughs> now we got Santi Moreno handing in a request. Man was only here because Damian Lillard was here. <laughs> Apparently. And the funny thing is the Timbers just like a week ago posted like this let a like in-depth video about Moreno, like telling about his story. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, this guy's awesome. Like, it's been a it's been a weird year because you can see plain as day the potential he has, but he hasn't even got a goal this year. He's got like six assists though, so he's setting up people, but hasn't. Like, I think last year he got seven or eight goals. Yeah, I think last year he was on eight goals, six assists. Um, but yeah, kind of interesting because. In the off season, LA Galaxy offered us. They offered Timbers um, two million dollars for Santi Moreno, and Timbers turned it down, of course. But it was interesting now that he put in this transfer request, and LA Galaxy have some transfer sanctions, so they're only allowed to do transfers within the league. So they're kind of the front runners that are looking at him, but I don't think Timbers are going to accept anything for around two million. I mean, when you look at um, what was it that Bryce Duke, uh, Ariel Lassiter, and Kamal Miller deal? Montreal, I think, ended up paying for those two. I mean, Bryce Duke was the main guy there, but they paid around like a million or two million in GAM, I think, if I remember correctly, as well as sending Kamal Miller for those two players. And they were, it was, he didn't put up nearly as much output as Santi Moreno did. So obviously, Timbers are going to want a lot more money for a player of this caliber that's still, I think, 23. 24 so really young has a lot of his career ahead of him and would instantly improve an LA Galaxy team I was gonna say it sucks if if he goes but I think it makes sense for the Galaxy to go in pretty hard for this guy I heard apparently a tidbit from yeah when the Galaxy um, 
put in that offer form that he actually wanted to go. It like he himself personally wanted to go. That was just what I read from some reporter. You never know, but and it kind of goes hand in hand with this this transfer rumor. I was uh, I was reading about so Portland Timbers are looking at Brazilian winger Anthony, not the one at Manchester United, but Anthony Alves Santos. So he plays for a team in Portugal right now, and he's only 21 years old. Um, you know, not huge goal scoring or assist numbers, but he's young. Um, looks promising, and Timbers kind of seem like they're pursuing him right now, which to me kind of signals that they might be open to letting Santi Moreno actually leave rather than trying to repair that relationship, unfortunately. So we'll see. I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting watching the Timbers because I feel like we've gone through these phases where like back when we won MLS Cup was like we had all these Argentines on our roster. You remember it was like yeah. even before that we had like just a bunch of Argentines and then we've kind of shifted to having like a bunch of Colombians on the roster. And now it's like, seems like we're starting this period where like Evander's our main guy and we're going to start stocking up on like Brazilian dudes to like, we got him, Nathan Fogasa. We're looking at a Brazilian winger. It's, it's like they're playing FIFA, like ultimate team and they're trying to get those green links. So they're (laughs) just like, dude, who's, who else is from this country that we can bring in? Yeah. It's an, it's going to be an interesting move. I don't know if you checked out the highlights, but a lot of people are saying he was very, like, Espria-esque. Like, oh, when he gets his head down and he can take on a player, like, he's really flashy. But he was no end product. He kind of had tunnel vision almost. Like, he was, like, you knew. I mean, I don't know. This is a highlight reel. But, so it was only showing stuff, like, specifics. But he was, but he was beating defenders. with. He's super quick. And he was beating defenders with ease. And... But he wouldn't see like an open pass or something. And I mean, who knows? Like 21 years old, there's a lot of room for that to change. And also he's playing in Portugal, which I think is like sixth or fifth world, like ranked league in the world. So the team he played on was in, ended up in fifth place too. And he was solid contributor. So from what I saw, the Tibbers offered $2.8 million, And uh, I think the team said they turned it down. I forget what team it was he plays for, but they want at least $5 million. So big investment from the timbers but it would also be a huge huge investment that could pay off greatly for them in the future um see when you said though if he if he would be if you see this signing happening because moreno's i actually think this is meant more of as a replacement for i think either laria or yimichara or somebody like that is on the outs Honestly, at the end of this season, we got a lot of contracts up in Portland. And apparently, Ryan Clark, the Timbers beat reporter, said Timbers were interested in a young winger like a few weeks ago, which is before Moreno put in the request. And what I'll say is, Gio, as it's been pointed out, he's had a lot of spurs with these random players. Happened with Ivicic, it's happened with Aspria, it happened with Williamson, it happened with Liam Ridgewell when he first got to the club. But all those relationships, he's repaired, actually. And they ends up with a spur. There's a disagreement, but Gio ends up mending a relationship, which take that as you will. But at this point, dude, I could care less. Just get rid of Gio. It's not worth, like, yeah, he might be able to repair relationships, but his results on the field have been so bad. So bad this year. He's such an up-and-down coach. I want... 
the Timbers, like as an organization, to find somebody that can just be consistent for once. I don't want us to make MLS Cup just to not make playoffs the next year. It's so frustrating to watch. I agree. I completely agree, and I'm not minimizing this at all with what I'm about to say next. But would you trade that? Because Portland has for seen a Robin a, Frazier. Well, Portland has seen a a decent amount of success. We have been kind of spoiled. We have a pretty high bar. We've had a pretty packed stadium, a good brand, pretty recognizable team, um, and we have made the playoffs many years. Whereas you look at a team like the Earthquakes, San Jose, the Rapids. The Whitecaps, where they'll, they'll make like the playoffs like once in like six years. That's true, but I think the fact that like our fan base is so involved and packs out a stadium, I think that should warrant the fact that like we should have higher standards in those teams. Like San Jose was not getting good fan turnout for a long time. Colorado wasn't. Chicago, DC, like if you were to look just purely based off like fan support. And then give that like a direct correlation to like who's warranted to have more success. I would say Timbers are warranted more success than a lot of those just teams that fans don't seem to care at all. You know, so that for me is why I would say Timbers need to be in search for like the next like Wilfred Nance or the next um, Jim Curtin or even, you know, put a bid in for Bob Bradley. Gosh, no, (laughs) absolutely not. (laughs) I... I, you know, I think Bob Bradley would be a good shout for a Timbers job. I mean, we if just I was got Toronto's if, uh, scouting director, if I was Merritt Paulson and I owned the Timbers and I saw that there was, you know, some some uncertainty with uh, Jim Curtin and his project in Philadelphia, I would be putting in a big bid for him. I'd say, you know, come here, we'll give you a three year, four year contract, work your magic, and then if you want to go to Europe, we'll let you go to Europe, but. I would much rather see us make a move like that, even if it was only for four or five years, because I think managers kind of burn out their life cycle. Most normal managers burn out their life cycle within four to five years. Um, interesting topic. I think Jim Curtin, though, I room was rumored that they they're coming to agreement to stay in Philly. I believe. I'm I not- I think it was he just agreed a contract extension. That's why I was saying if I was Merritt Paulson and I heard there was uncertainty back before he had agreed it. But, I mean, Jim Curtin's also said he wants to go to Europe. So that's why I said, you know, put in a deal, try and get him here for four years, and then let him go to Europe. Brendan Rogers, welcome to the Portland Timbers. That guy's a weirdo. <laughs> um, Next up, we got a little bit of a segment here. So I was out for a week, and Chase was talking about club partnerships in MLS, and it got me thinking. What are some random MLS teams that have these foreign club partnerships where you've never really heard about them? You don't see any evidence that they even have a partnership, but sure as sure as you know, they do have one. So I compiled a list, thanks to Football Manager mostly, that all the MLS teams that did have foreign partners, I did most of them, I did some that I thought were interesting. There were some teams that, had like USL or like American affiliates. Um, But I went foreign and I've got 15 teams that all have an MLS or all have a foreign club affiliates. I'm going to read those names and then I'm going to give Chase a foreign club and he has to tell me which of those MLS clubs is affiliated with them. 
The only caveat is I think there's two of them that are no longer partners. Maybe three. So, so recent partnerships for a couple of them then. A couple of them were old, but not yeah anymore. So the teams that have these foreign partnerships are LAFC, FC Dallas, New England Revolution, San Jose Earthquakes, Atlanta United, Seattle Sounders, Inter Miami, Orlando City, Austin FC, DC United, FC Cincinnati, Colorado Rapids, Rail Salt Lake, Chicago Fire, and CF Montreal. Some solid teams in there. All right. Hit me with it. What's the first foreign team? Bologna in Italy. Syria. Ooh, I feel like I know this one. So there was one night Ryan and I played FM really late and we were just looking at like weird connections, but this is like a month or two ago. So it's been a while. I think if I remember correctly, I think Bologna, I I don't know. I want to say Chicago, but I feel like that's wrong. I want to, it's either Chicago or Colorado and it's probably neither of those. Incorrect. On both. Who are they linked with? The DC? <laughs> are you ready for the answer? Hit me with it. CF Montreal. Oh, that's right. Joey Saputo, the owner, owns both of the teams. Stupid connection. What a weird connection. There's been a couple players go back. They had an English center back who was actually a Tottenham um, Academy kid. He was, I want to say his name was like Lewis Banks. He was this huge, tall, skinny Kind of like a, <laughs> kind of like a Jack Elliott type of center back, but then he actually transferred to Bologna permanently. Um, yeah, CF Montreal, Safir Tider, the Algerian international midfielder. I don't know if you recall who played in Montreal, um, was from Bologna. Hmm. So, and for those of you don't who don't know, like these affiliations between clubs generally just means they have some sort of agreement. Um, where they either sponsor each other or they can trade players or player they get first bid on players from each other's teams. Generally, some sort of agreement like that. Or, you know, they'll share youth prospects, something like that. Yeah, a lot of the agreement, it was interesting to read about because I looked up each one. A lot of them were like strategic partnership and they want to, the foreign clubs want to increase their brand in America. And then the American club gets kind of dibs to send over like, hot prospects to train in the off season with them. I obviously didn't include the Red Bulls and New York City FC because those were the only two I was going to get. <laughs> those ones were kind of given. Um, how about RC Lens from League 1? RC Lens from League 1. The team Adam Buxa transferred to, actually. Oh, that's tough because that, that's leading me to think it's going to be New England. But I feel like that's a trick. I feel like it's not going to be New England. They actually have another Polish former MLS player, uh, Frankowski, the Chicago winger. I'm going to say it's not going to be either of those teams because I think that's too easy. 
I'm going to go RC lens with Real Salt Lake. Incorrect. See, this is the only one I couldn't verify, actually. If it, this is what FM says. They're connected on FM, but every other one has a legitimate partnership on their club website or something like that. This one I found nothing of um, other than the team, the MLS team, bought a striker from them, and it's Inter-Miami. Mm. Interesting. Which, like I said, this is the only one that's kind of dodgy and I couldn't technically verify, but if you believe FM... FM has some interesting... Because they have, like, every team's affiliate, but there's some that you would never expect. Like, for example, I think they had on there that, like, um, I gave Ryan a hard time about this because he's a Man United fan, but Manchester City and Celtic are actually affiliates. And I don't think it's in any shape of, like, Celtic isn't part of, like, City football group, but they have some sort of agreement about, like, youth prospects or something that rarely ever gets used. This one should be a home run because... You'll know it, I think. Bayern Munich. That is, which is kind of tricky because I know it was historically FC Dallas, right? But I believe they were also like brokering a deal with LAFC. Correct. LAFC currently, historically FC Dallas. And yeah, they Dallas sent all sorts of their prospects there. Jesus Ferrer, I believe, tried when they would go in the offseason. Justin Che, um, Chris Richards. Um, all of these kind of big time FC Dallas Academy kids. Um, so yeah, how about Tenerol, the Uruguayan club, the powerhouse? You know what I'm talking about—that yellow and black um, team. Don't think I know any teams from Uruguay, honestly. They produced Diego Rossi and Brian Rodriguez from. This to me screams Inter Miami, but we already said the team that they're linked with, so I'm not gonna say it. One of the teams is on here twice. Ooh, not going to be this one. I'm going with San Jose Earthquakes. Incorrect. <laughs> this is actually LFC, LAFC again. When really? They, when they signed Brian Rodriguez, um, the winger they, trans- I think, loaned out to Villarreal, mm-hmm. Um they entered in a partnership with Penarol because they got Diego Rossi from there and also Brian Rodriguez, these young, dynamic Uruguayan national team wingers. Um, so that's a partnership that, which is funny because since then, I don't think they've really signed any Uruguayan prospects or from that team, which is interesting. They had those two and they didn't find real success. They're just like, forget it. Yep. This is a weird one. And this was kind of, I wasn't going to include this one, but I am. This is the only non-European team. African Lyon, the Tanzanian Premier League club. Tanzanian Premier League. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be a very obscure shout. I may be wrong, so don't quote me on this, but what I was reading, one source said this MLS team just outright bought this club. (laughs) So it's got to be a big market team. I have never seen any connection with this team. I want to say New England, just because I feel like Stan Kroenke <laughs> would do that. Just like, oh no, he owns Colorado. Colorado. That's right. Then Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, is it going to be San Jose? No, you want to do one more guess? It's going to surprise you. Oh, 
Um, FC Cincinnati. Nope. Seattle Sounders. <laughs> with African it, Leon. What do they even have? Oh, they have New Who. I was gonna say, do they even have any African players? Yeah, just New Who, I think. Maybe there's some Tacoma Defiance player, their affiliate club. Um yeah, apparently they're in some partnership with this. I saw it on FM. I I looked it up online. Yeah. They're partners. Um which is a weird one. Um that's weird. Next. Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> what? This was in 2010. As far as I know, there I I didn't see a partnership on FM. I haven't seen anything new about this. 2010, so it's got to be an old MLS team. It was when it was announced. So I guess yeah, the can't does, can't be LAFC. It does cut out some teams. Can't be of, Miami. Can't be Orlando. Can't be Cincinnati. Can't be Atlanta. Can't be Austin. So it's either DC United, Chicago, New England. I don't even know if Montreal was in the league back then. I think they were. San Jose, Colorado. Ooh. Maybe it's Colorado. Cause they that was when they they went to Colorado for their all star game, right? They did. I was actually at that game. <laughs> that, um, maybe that's the con I'm like over here. I'm over here like that meme of the the girl like thinking with all like the graphs and stuff around it. I'm like thinking like 40 chess right now. Is Colorado your guess? I feel like that I don't know if that connection makes sense. Other I'm gonna say DC United. Shout out a left field. Incorrect. Stupid game. Stupid, stupid game. San Jose Earthquakes <laughs> and Tottenham Hartsburg had a partnership, strategic partnership in twenty ten. Simon oh Dawkins, the English midfielder, was sent from Tottenham to San Jose, and he played for Tot for San Jose during that famous Shield winning year. <laughs> famous? I don't think I don't I don't know if many people remember that Shield winning year. Um, let's move on. You guess Colorado. Let's uh, let me think of a different one here. All right. Real Madrid. Which MLS club affiliated with Real Madrid? It seems too easy to say Real Salt Lake. <laughs> but I feel like that's the only one that makes sense. Other than some big flashy club. But I really hope it's Real Salt Lake. I'm going to say Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake is correct. I was going to say that one's too easy to not get. The name was the team RSL was named Real Salt Lake as kind of an homage to RSL uh, or to Real Madrid. Um, Real Madrid was named in an homage to RSL <laughs> um, when the team was owned and they did have a partnership actually. And Madrid, it was part of a bigger movement to kind of have outreach and academy presence in not just Utah, but in America in general. And they partnered with our, when the expansion bid came out and yeah, the name was like a, like a celebration of Real Madrid. Um, That's interesting. I feel like most people don't know that. I think a lot of people just clown on Real Salt Lake for having that name. So yeah, kinda cool actually. And 
I think they actually played each other in a friendly that first year, and yeah, they yeah they did actually, um, which is kind of cool actually. Um, next with another up, one. <laughs> man, this was a this was a fun one to look up. So, oh, hold up. Josiah Cortez. I'm spitting out his full name right now because he just showed me the score. USA and Canada are playing currently, and it's 1-1 in like the 98th minute. Let's go. Brandon Vasquez shutting up all the Jesus Ferreira stands out there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways, see, back I, to our game. I was kind of hoping we'd take long enough to see the result at the end and talk about it. Um, it's going to extra time, dude. Yep. Next up, Hoffenheim, the Bundesliga oh, club. Oh, I knew this one. I freaking knew this one. This is one of the ones I saw when I was looking at the uh, when I was looking at them with uh, Ryan. Oh man. It's not Dallas. Uh, I want to say. I want to say Chicago, but I'm, I feel like I'm wrong. <laughs> Jacob, I just stopped talking mid Jacob. Jacob's wife brought in brownies and ice cream for us, and I've been eating mine the whole time while he's like monologuing, and then I finally let him like get a chance to take a bite, and I just stopped talking immediately and looked at him. That <laughs> <laughs> was my, we were hiding it pretty well until there. Um, you said Chicago? It's it, wrong. I already know. It is I'm, not Chicago. Let me let me let me look at this list again real quick of teams. It's such a like it's an obscure one, I know. I don't know. I don't know, man. FC Cincinnati. And this happened I think their first year in the league actually. Um that freaking pisses me off. Oh. Yeah, dude. I don't Freaking makes me mad because I should have got that one right. Next up, FC Lugano, the Swiss Super League club. Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you know that? <laughs> that one I remember seeing actually. <laughs> that was instantaneous response. <clears throat> well done. Um. I don't even know. I feel like my face just got really straight there when I said that, too. <laughs> it did. Just um, lost all emotion. Sporting CP, Ronaldo's former club. Ooh. That one. That's New England. It is New England, actually. I remember because I was like, that's a weird, like, cold weather team. And it's like weather. a it's like an obscure like northern team somewhere. Yeah. I believe there's weirdly a big like Portuguese population like up there or something like that. I don't know. Well done. Um Wolfsburg. Another Bundesliga team. Wolfsburg. I thought I remember this one from like a weird connection. Um Is it Orlando? It is Orlando City, actually. Another one you don't really hear much about. I was going to say, <sighs> yeah. 
a lot of these are like I'm kind of like vaguely remembering from when I was like looking over those teams with Ryan. Next, the Arsenal football. That club. one's Colorado. Yep, because Stan Kroenke owns both of those bad boys. Yep, and I was gonna say that when you guessed Colorado. Because you get some Spurs too. Because yeah, Spurs did play their Tottenham yeah. in 2015, and yeah, Arsenal has like a huge like, um, like their logo, the Arsenal like crest is just like on a big wall in Colorado. Um, <laughs> really, that's weird. Only one I can think of moving between is Austin Trusty, and I mean he's technically an Arsenal player just on loan. He's on loan at Birmingham, but. I think Mikel Arteta decided he wanted to keep him this next year instead of sending him on loan again because he was bossing it in the championship for them. Next up, Inter Milan. That one's Inter Miami. Incorrect. We already said Inter Miami for one. Uh, Shoot. Atlanta United. Incorrect. DC United. Oh, what a weird connection. When I looked this up, the last thing I saw on their website was in 2015 about Inter Milan. So weird. Another kind of older one. I don't know if it exists anymore. Um, Aberdeen, the Scottish Premiership Club. Aberdeen. That one, I do not know. I don't remember even seeing that one. Aberdeen, I'm going to go with. I don't know, dude. I'm like forgetting where, like, what teams we've marked off on this. Jacob gave me a list of all the MLS teams that he read out, and I'm forgetting what teams we've already named on here. I'm going to go with. uh, Atlanta. Correct. Double A, baby. That was the only thing Scottish, reason why I said that. Which is funny because it's like you were talking about. Atlanta used to have that massive pull. You know, they got Tata Martino. They were sent out um, Miguel Almiron, and they were, like, getting these huge crowd numbers. They ended up with a global partnership with Aberdeen and the Scottish Premiership. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. And finally, PSV from the Eredivisie in the Netherlands. Is linked with is the only team we have left on here, if I'm not mistaken, Austin FC. Austin FC, and yeah, that's a weird connection. PSV. So many of these are weird connections that you don't see like utilized. At all. Like Colorado Arsenal makes sense. Um, you know, there's like Bayern and FC Dallas. You've seen moves, but a lot of these are just weird. Don't make any sense. Why? Like why? I don't know. Just exactly. Weird. Um. Interesting with Austin, they just got one of Pep Guardiola's like assistant coaches or something as like a oh, somebody yeah. in their FO sporting director, and uh, yeah, he was a guy that had coached and then as well as been like very involved in their front office stuff in Manchester City. So huge pickup for them, guy that's gonna just I think revolutionize their club, and I believe he's replacing Claudio Reyna, right? Because didn't he step down as like I think so, yeah. So, big, big, uh, big step up for Austin. <laughs> um, so to wrap this up, we're gonna do our 
three-game prediction. Um, also, that Colorado-Portland game got rescheduled to this week, so we'll we'll add that score on for next week. Um, points as we stand, I have 38 points. Chase is 23. And in case you forgot, we're doing we get three points if we guess the exact result and the exact score correct. You get one point if you get the result correct and the score wrong, and then you get no points if you get everything wrong. Respect. Chase, are you ready? Respect to your score because you've been kicking my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Seattle is hosting FC Dallas. That's our first game. And I'm going for a 1-0 Seattle Sounders victory at home. It's going to be an interesting game uh, because I've – Stephen Fry is still out. I mean, I know Stephen, like Stephen Cleveland, I think is his name, just pulled out an insane save against Vancouver. I don't know if you saw that. I did from so Sebastian Berhalter. Yeah, <laughs> small world. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be high on confidence. But I also saw that guy just choke a game against the Timbers. So I, I think they'll be a little bit leakier in the back. I'm gonna go one-one draw for this game. And depending if Canada upsets us, maybe Jesus Ferrer will be back for this. I hope not. Austin hosting SKC. Um, it was an interesting one to me because, yeah, Austin's got a couple big wins. SKC, you don't have that turnaround, but this is a tricky one. I went 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. I'm going SKC... Three one. I think SKC is going to cook these guys at Austin at Q two Stadium. I think so. I am not very impressed with Austin this year. I think their defense is going to be pretty rough. I agree. Um, wrapping it up, Montreal versus um, hosting Charlotte in Montreal. I went for a one zero Charlotte win away. <sighs> Montreal's only been good at home this year. So that's why I think they're going to grind another result out. They're going to win 2-1. But I think Charlotte's I, mean, I think Swiderski is going to pull something out of the bag and at least get a consolation goal for them. Yeah, I think Charlotte's going to be pretty upset. They they blew a 2-0 what could have been a statement win at home against Cincinnati um but then ended up drawing. So that does it for us. Week what are we on now? 21. Week 21. Yeesh. 21 weeks of the MLS Net Boys. You know what that is? That's 2-1. Infamous U.S. Men's National Team scoreline against Trinidad and Tobago. Or 2-1. The 2021 MLS Cup Final in which the Timbers lost in penalties <laughs> at home. It's a cursed scoreline for us as fans. We just lose 2-1 a lot in big games. Now Chara number twenty one is gonna tear his ACL next week and oh, that postponed Colorado that, game. <laughs> this is really, really off topic before we end the show, but I saw a video today of some baseball dad. It's like in a little bit of like a stadium, but all the fans are like up at the top of these bleachers watching and he's just yelling at the umpire and he gets ejected from the game and he's just cussing, like making a big scene. And then as he's walking down the stairs, he slips. And both his feet catch, and then he, like, his knees bend forward, and his butt touches his heels on both sides. And I'm pretty sure he blew, like, both his, AC, like, both his, like, ACLs. Jeez. Because he just, like, he gets stuck in, like, a 90-degree position with his legs and couldn't move after that. And it was just, like, 
whole thing was on video. Yeah. I saw a lot of people just commenting like, you get what you deserve. Let the kids play. And I'm like, geez. <laughs> it's like, like some poor guy might be just like injured for life. It was like an older guy. It was just like a middle-aged dad there. Just probably too competitive trying to live through his son at a baseball game. But ends up blowing out both his ACLs. It's a heck of a story to bring up. Yeah, Let's, anyways, uh, that's been week 21. <laughs> Chase is a Chase is a youth soccer coach. Yeah, what's the worst, right off the top of the head, on the spot, what's the worst fan interaction you've had? I've had as a coach? Oh, man. I, Maybe been, not towards you, but just something you've seen. I was going to say, I've been pretty blessed. I've had really good parents of kids I've coached. I haven't had any issues with parents ever. Um, I think worst is there was one game I coached where one of the kids, his two older brothers were there watching and they were giving the ref a hard time. And then the ref like made a comment to them and they were both like high schoolers at the time. And I think one was middle school one was high school. And then the ref made a comment to them that was kind of rude. And another dad stepped up and started like threatening the referee and the referee had to run over to me and like a very shaky voice say that the dad had threatened to like meet him in the parking lot and like beat him up or something and told me I had to go eject that I had to eject the parent from the game or else the game would be like dis like like disbanded and my team would lose. So I had to go tell the dad, I was like, you can go stand on that hill and watch the rest of this game, but we're gonna lose if you don't leave. Jeez, was he was he cool about it or at the dad? Yeah, he was cool with me about it. He's you know, he knew what he had said was wrong but i think he was upset because the ref was like saying some pretty rude stuff to like kids just because the kids were like heckling him so i think he got kind of fired up and it was like it was a pretty snarky ref we had him multiple times he was not not a fun ref to have but maybe he's a listener maybe i mean i've had my fair share run-ins with the ref so if you see me again this season please be nice to me So that's going to wrap it up. Episode 21 of the MLS Net Boys show. So Chase, as always, Keegan Hughes, come on the show.